Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for clicking on another episode of Everything in 3D. I'm Demi Dari, and I'm your host for today. I hope you're well. I hope you're feeling funky fresh. And I hope your week's been going great, you know? I hope everything's good. So I was driving two weeks ago. I was driving two weeks ago, and I have a very funny Bluetooth situation with my car where it's static from time to time. And this is my fault because when I got my car initially, I tried to... Um, connected like literally car to you know car to phone but it didn't work out so i just took the lazy way out and i bought a bluetooth transmitter from the gas station so i use that so from time to time if i'm like in a very weird environment or it's rainy it jams the signal and you know how that goes so this one day i was it was early in the morning i didn't have coffee and i'm like i'm just gonna turn the music off and um you know just listen to my thoughts which was, I don't know, I, I think now it was a fun idea, but the moment was very scary. And what was I thinking about? I was thinking about, shall I say love or intimacy or whatever word we were going to use to describe this conversation. Um, because this was like the weekend before Valentine's Day, right? And for context, I'm a heavy romanticizer. Like, I'm not someone, like, you would never catch me saying, oh, you know, um, fuck everyone that's like booed up on Valentine's Day. You would ne- No, I actually adore relationships and i i actually like worship them worship them heavily and i was thinking to myself the weekend before that like huh i'm happy that i don't feel sad or um you know depressed is a heavy word i was gonna use depressed but like i'm happy i don't feel sad or icky that i'm not a relation in a relationship to you know experience valentine's because i've never really had a valentine's Day experience you know and at the same time, I was like, but I wonder why I don't feel sad. You know what I mean? So I thought it would be very fun to talk about things that, like, my past relationship have taught me. And most of them are really actually positive. So I was in a relationship last year that ended before the ending of the year. And it ended mutually, honestly. It wasn't, like, a dramatic situation like one would expect. And it's only now, months later, that I'm reflecting on the past I'm thinking, okay, you know, this is actually very interesting. And it's very funny to think about the fact that, like, most times, you know. You just know. And this is, like, in every aspect of your life. You just know when, like, something's not right. You know when something's right. You know when you should try something. And you know when you should try something. And you know when you just need to take a leap of faith. So I knew when this relationship ended. And I think I was holding on to it for dear life. And I've done my best to like stare clear on the podcast i really tried my best to stare clear of like talking about relationships because i feel like when you don't really know much about something i don't think you should try to pass across information to people who might be listening and might take in like you know and i also have what you might say because it's very harmful but i do feel like most things that i've experienced and learned so far at my very very tender age um are actually things that i wouldn't mind people my age, older or younger, to know about, right? So, first thing that my past relationship taught me was boundaries, right? And I thought I had all the answers and I thought I was matured enough, lol, when I was getting to this relationship. I thought, like, I, you know, I, I had everything ticked, all the boxes. And... Actually, this is very funny because I literally got home from work today and I was doing something. I'm like, wow, 
I'm so confused as to how I led this lie when I was in a relationship. So I'm someone who, when I get home from work or when I get home from wherever, I have a routine. Like a very, it's not like a very dramatic routine, but it's like a step routine where it's like, I would prefer to get all my clothes off, hop in the shower and do everything before I sit on like my couch or my bed, just for like, you know, hygiene and everything, right? But I remember in this relationship, I would get home, be on FaceTime for like three hours on my bed with clothes from work and then go shower and then... At the end of the day, I'll be, I'll, I realized like, I haven't really done anything productive for myself or for school or anything. And then I'm mad at myself. And this was a constant cycle. And this is really, honestly, it's not anyone's fault because it was my lack of discipline. But I do believe that like sometimes when you have something going for yourself and then you insert or someone inserts themselves in a the picture, it's up to you to see how that plays out. And it's up to you to see how that goes, right? So I wish at the time, I don't regret it, but I wish at the time I was able to put the standard for myself honestly where it's like because most people would treat you how you kind of teach them to or how they notice you treat yourself so like if it was a case where I come back from work and I'm not picking up the phone but I text you it's like oh I'm just doing a couple of things before I can talk to you or like I'm catching up on some work or I'm just med- med- whatever I'm doing right if that was a thing we d- I did from the jump it would have been like stamped and approved in the relationship where it's like, oh yeah, when he gets back from work, he's doing this at third. But I didn't really do that because obviously, you know when you're like, you know the hazy period when you're talking to someone new and they're just so like love struck and everything seems to make sense, but you're like, maybe sometimes let go of things you actually used to do. That's the period I was in and I kind of like, you know, dropped my guard, right? So yeah, it taught me boundaries. Even at the same time where it's like, and this is a very tricky one because... I understand that when you're in a relationship, you should be able to be someone's confidant and you should be able to be there to like serenade or ease someone's stress, distress, sadness, whatever the case might be. But I realized that like I'm someone who, as much as I might, as I might love someone, family, relationship, whatever the case might be, co-work, anything, I try to limit how much I invest myself in someone's... Um, what's what I'm looking for? I try to limit how much I invest myself in someone's distress right? Because I think I'm, I believe I'm a very empathetic, or is it sympathetic? I really don't know how to use those words and it's embar- embarrassing. So sympathetic or empathetic, insert the correct word. I don't know. I, I don't care. Whatever. But I actually have to figure that out because it's like, it's actually embarrassing. But I'm a very dash person, right? Insert correct word there. And I can only take so much before it starts to affect me and I start to try to reflect that on my life. So, great example, I was speaking to someone like two, three days ago, and he was just talking about like a relationship that didn't go right and how he was, um, you know, feeling very off about life and things was... It was a very morbid conversation that I really don't want to talk about at the moment, but it was for like 40 minutes. And I remember, you know, getting back home and being like, damn, like I feel bad, but I really wish I didn't have that conversation because... My day was going so great before I spoke to this person. And now I have a weight that's not even my weight on my chest. And like, you know when things are like going so great in the day and then you listen, maybe you see something on the internet, listen to something or someone just tells you something and it ruins the whole day. That's kind of how I felt. And I'm like, fuck, I wish it didn't happen. So in the terms of a relationship, right, I sometimes I, I and this is why i'm happy i'm reflecting on this now because i still don't know how to bridge that gap where it's like we're in a relationship and you should be able to confide in me but like where's the limits 
And where's the boundary where it's like, okay, this is too much. Talk to a fucking therapist, right? And I think that also bleeds into another point I was going to bring in where it's like, so I've talked about, well, I've talked about boundaries, right? Another point I, I, you know, I learned in a relationship or relationships is like, sometimes your past doesn't have to affect the present or the future. And f- let me just say fully that most things I might talk about here, you've probably heard someone else or in a song or someone, someone has probably talked about it before. Like, all oh, this is probably not new. I'm just fucking catching up. I'm late to the party, right? So I learned that like, your past shouldn't dictate how much the present runs. And this I learned from, like, maybe both sides of my relationship. Obviously, I won't speak for the other person because, you know, he's not here to defend himself. But, like, how... I'm, I'm trying to think of something I can use as an example. Okay, so I got into my relationship shortly after my mom passed, which is honestly awful timing. You might think it's like, okay, you needed to grieve and everything. I completely understand. But let me tell you guys, it wasn't even... I didn't really go into this relationship because of grief. I don't think I did, honestly. I might need to, you know, be in therapy, like, you know, talk to my therapist about that. But right now, anyway, I I wasn't in there for that reason. But there was still the fact that, like, I hadn't processed my grief well enough. You know what I mean? And I just went into a relationship. Now, these two things really aren't... They don't really coexist in the same, like... Um, atmosphere like my mom dying and this new relationship because he really you know coming into the picture doesn't really have to mean jack shit about my mom passing right and because i hadn't processed it in the relationship i was trying to hmm, this is going to be a very tricky thing to like contract in a sentence but i was trying to what's the word now i was trying to um go through all these emotions i was feeling while still keeping my relationship afloat and realistically it wasn't possible but it it still worked and i really think that's why it always went sour in the end because of like the pre-existing natures and everything and obviously things on his side as well right so i it just made me think that maybe your past shouldn't you know it's it's very important now i see why it's important when a lot of people like maybe speakers or whoever talk about how you really really need to be very assured and okay with yourself and in yourself before trying to build something with someone is very important because you never know what might pop up and you never know what might affect said relationship. You know what I mean? Something else I learned, the third thing I learned was confrontation. So I'm not the most confrontational person in the room. I know now how to set boundaries, but I don't know how to confront someone when they cross these boundaries, right? And it took my ex confronting me about a lot of things that I was doing either willingly or unconsciously or whatever, it took him confronting me to realize, like, wow, it's not as bad as you would think when you confront someone about, about something they did to you or are doing to you. Just once you get it out, then the conversation is done. That, that's it. It's, you know, done and dusted. Unless it's like a pre-existing, um, you know, behavior pattern or whatever, right? It took him confronting me about something that I did or things that I did before I was like, okay, this is interesting. And I remember the first day that I confronted him about something, it felt good. It was a thing where, you know when you're doing something and your brain's like, ah! You know when you're like, your brains are like on a high? It's like exhilarating, but you're scared. But it feels great. So like, uh, the same, the feeling you would get on like a roller coaster or when you like are doing something you're not supposed to do, but you enjoy it. Right? So I don't know, whatever whatever the case might be for you, right? So my brain's like, ah! Yes! 
But fuck, it's scary. But yes, you know what I mean? I mean, what's the worst? He's not going to beat you. He's not going to like fucking do whatever, you know? So I learned how to be confrontational. And I felt so good like maybe two weeks ago when I confronted my dad about something. And like in the moment, again, I was scared because obviously now it's different. <laughs> it's different and similar in a way with like a parent and obviously a relationship because with a parent, there's the respect and there's the age. And you kind of have to, like, mind yourself, obviously, to not, like, overstep your vocabulary and say something else supposed to just, like, your dad or your mom or whoever. In a relationship, obviously, you're probably, like, of the same age or in the same age bracket, but you kind of have to respect the person's... Pe- I was going to... I was going to say something weird. But you kind of have to respect the person as a person, basically. And kind of not just, you know, not call them names or say something you might regret. You understand what I mean? So... So I think you have more leeway probably in a relationship where you kind of are allowed to vent a lot more maybe, but then with the parents it's different. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I might be babbling at this point, but I learned conversation. And I just thought that was very interesting as to how, you know, me being in a relationship kind of helped me with that, if that makes any sense. And something else that I, I mean, maybe I didn't learn this, but when we're just, you know, in the whole, I, I really don't know what, like, what, what to categorize what I'm talking about. Because I'm, I'm not just talking about relationships. I think I'm thinking about love and I'm thinking about intimacy at the same time. But something else I've thought about is how much of different experiences lead up to what is that sacred thing that we all cherish, right? Because we know that, like, so as humans, we are technically built and wired for companionship. And I think it's it's very, like, honestly, when I see people talking about, oh, you know, it's Valentine's Day, fuck them, they have a relationship, you know, do you, self-love. Like, I get it, but realistically, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be with someone. And I think we kind of need to, like, know that, like, it's fine, like, people are in things, and it's okay to want to be in those things. It might just not be happening for you right now, but I think it's okay to, like, maybe not obviously, like, um, what's the word, pattern your whole life, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Pattern your whole life decisions to that certain point. Obviously not, but I think it's very important, and it's very telling to, you know, just keep it open and just look forward to it. And I also realized how much life kind of is able to what's the word now i'm looking for i'm just looking for a lot of words i need to hydrate hold on guys i'm drinking um some kind of new coffee that i opened and i'm not really sure if i like it yet i'm just doing the job right now so i'm gonna say a couple things that i learned just like overall that kind of lead up to certain things. So one thing I'm going to talk about is being comfortable and being uncomfortable. That sounds like, that sounded budget crazy, but let me explain. So if, you, if I don't know if anyone remembers like a past season ago on the podcast, I talked about a racist coworker that I had, right? And I don't know if you guys remember as well, I had resolved it and I basically confronted said coworker. I'm talking about conversation again, right? But I remember when I was confronting this person, what was going through my mind was like, I'm so uncomfortable being at work with this person. And ideally it's so easy to up and go and just leave and quit the job i didn't have anything to prove to myself to anyone right but you know spoke to this person and i remember feeling so uncomfortable 
like wow okay now i've spoken to you and you know even sometimes when you speak to someone about something like maybe they did you wrong or you're just trying to like clear the air the tension just becomes even a lot worse unless it's like a different situation but with him because i'm not like friends or family we're just co-workers there was a lot of tension and at the time because we don't work together anymore and i felt so uncomfortable but i felt good where it's like i've said my piece and i feel better for saying how i felt and like i confronted such um, situation and i think it's in a very interesting and beautiful way, the same thing with relationships where ideally what we really have to understand is like being in a relationship, unless you like the people who are lucky to fall in love with someone who they've known for years and, you know, time or just waiting to put them together. But like in a situation where it's like, you know, you meet at, I don't know, wherever it might be, the bar, I don't know, a convention, a meeting, maybe work or on a dating app, whatever it is, this person ideally is a stranger to you. Like, you don't know this person from Adam, and you're supposed to build a relationship in however much of time, and then maybe be expected to build a family and just go from there. But it starts from the fact that this person is a stranger. And I think it helps when you're very comfortable in knowing that I have no idea how this is going to go, but I'm here to have fun and enjoy the ride, right? I, I, I hope that makes sense. But I think that's what makes it very beautiful. And that's, that, that, that's what makes... You know, that's what, like, brings the cherish behind relationships. So it's like, I don't know who you are. You don't know who I am. I'm going to tell you a lot of things. And because most times as well, actually, I was listening to a podcast earlier today, and they were talking about how it's so ironic how you tell someone maybe at least 10 years of your life in the span of them getting to know you, and one day you break up and that's it. And that's someone who has a piece of you. And, you know, you just never talk or meet again and things are just weird, right? But I think it's okay to be uncomfortable. Oh, sorry. No, it's it's okay being comfortable and being uncomfortable. If that makes... Oh, my God. My vocabulary is messed up to you guys. But you, you, get, you get my drift. You know what I mean? You get my drift. And at the same time, however, I do understand that, like, some... Because I've had this um, conversation multiple times and I've kind of reflected it on myself where it's like, sometimes it's very difficult putting yourself out there most times because... Every time that it doesn't work out, there's a possibility that someone has a piece of you just walking away, right? So, like, I, for example, if I, let's circle back to boundaries one second. I've made up the conscious decision that I'm not going to be making playlists of songs that I really adore for anyone that I'm in a relationship with. At, at least right now, that's how I feel. And that's because in the past three years, I've made playlists for people that I thought I saw something with potentially, and they've more or less fucked me over. And now there are a lot of songs that I really liked that I can't really bring myself to listen to right now. Like, there's a particular Beyonce song that I, I fucking adore and I can't listen to it right now because I still have the memory of that person attached to it. And that that, that really, honestly, just really irks my soul. And I, I, really, I don't know how to feel about that, you know. But, so yeah, work. That's what, you know, work just taught, that basically that's just what work taught me and help me put into, like, a relationship, yeah? I also learned to know that, or I also learned to basically... Solitude is okay, that's what I'm trying to say. Being alone is... There's nothing wrong with that as well. Because I think prior to being in my last relationship... 
was of the idea and opinion that like, oh my God, everyone's like getting into something and like, uh, and at the time I was 21. Like, are you kidding me? Barely like walking on the earth. And I was thinking to myself, oh my gosh, everyone's in something. How am I going to, you know, how am I going to keep it pushing? How am I going to, but I think it's, and I know it's like an overplayed song right now where everyone's like, it's supposed to be alone to learn to know yourself, but that's so underrated. And I only understand this now because you never really understand the piece of yourself until you've been with someone who kind of not re- I'm not going to say like took so much from me but until you've been with someone then you're out of that thing and it's like wow this is like a whole reset and it's very ironic because sometimes you're in a relationship and you're not supposed to be with that person forever maybe that person is there to teach you said things so for me it's like maybe the person I was with you know at the pa- in the past was just there to teach me the things that I just learned that I talked about briefly right now and who knows, that person could circle back into my life years from now. Who who knows what's going to happen, right? But now I have these things that I reflect on and I understand with myself. And now, like, and now I know it's like, okay, this is how I feel. So if someone does this type of thing to me, I know exactly how I'm going to react. You know what I mean? So yeah, being alone is fine. I think we need to... Exp- when I say we, I really just mean myself and maybe anyone else who's like relating to this right but i think we need to sit in that more and kind of have more time with ourselves and not be scared of listening to our thoughts i know sometimes it's very scary um sometimes it might just be very weird like i don't want to be like alone with my thoughts i'm going to overthink obviously there's like a line you can draw or should try to draw with that so you don't overthink and worry yourself to death but at the same time just sitting in like silence and just listening to yourself really helps so like the other day i was usually like when i'm like maybe doing chores i like to listen to music or like a youtube video or like a podcast and someone just told me just drop the earbuds and just walk around and listen to yourself and it was just dead silence it was at night as well and i was just cleaning and doing everything i was doing i was cooking and it was literally just pots and pans and i was there for like 20 30 minutes right and i learned something i learned something about myself that day as well you know i was like huh the more you at least give yourself the leeway to just be quiet you learn a lot more and that's something i learned with you know a relationship being that you know solitude is fine it's perfectly okay there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that you know i also learned what kind of sex i wanted because ideally now there's some people who don't care have the sex is because they want to be closer to their partner and not really be sexual and all that. I completely understand. But I think it's something... And it's honestly, it's actually very wicked when everything's fine in a relationship, but sex is awful. Like, how much of that can a person take? Like, generally, that, that's a genuine question. How much of that can you take? If you think you can, good for you. But for me, everything could be fine and the sex is subpar. I'm like... And when I say subpar, I don't mean... Like, sometimes it could be like, maybe someone doesn't know how to do something or someone's like hesitant to try something and it's like i'm more experienced it's like i don't want to do this you know it could be whatever but but two past relationships i mean one has taught me like i remember my first boyfriend taught me exactly what i liked doing and the second one taught me what i don't like doing and why i know i can't accept in the future you know things like that happen and i think that's also part of the thing where they say oh you know learn to know yourself at least learn to know what's because ideally the thing is it's like a big i don't know who um who puts like someone someone who explained 
dating as like a job interview. I don't know why they use those words together because now it makes it, it sound very professional and weird, but like you kind of want to have all your credentials before you blend in with someone. So like if I know I'm going to be with someone now, I'm going to be able to tell them, okay, this is what I like doing. So you're going to be able to do it for me, yes or no. I'm not going to be there stuttering and like being like, you know, I'm just going to go with the flow. And I mean, obviously there's when you can use that word, but most times you want to be able to be whole so that all these things are possible. You know what I mean? I, 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 hope, I hope that makes sense. And I think an important question is, all these are, they're cute and they're whatnot, but like, why do you want to have a companion? Like, what's your reason? What's the major reason why? Is it because you're lonely or you're trying to hide from something? Are you running from something or you just want it? Whatever the case might be, your thought process is valid. Let me just say that. It's not, it, it can never be invalid. But I think your reason is very important. So if you had asked me, if you had asked me two, two years ago, it's like, I mean, you know, I'm moving to school. Why not have a boyfriend, right? If you asked me last year, it's like, ah, why not? If you ask me now, I'm like, I'm not sure I'm, you know, I'm whole enough to accommodate someone else. I'm not going to be detrimental to myself and the person. And I'm happy I've seen that growth. So I think it's very important to ask yourself why. And sometimes this is scary as well because it's very scary when you're in a relationship and you know the relationship is over. And when you come to your relationship and the relationship it's like, fuck. But I think sometimes as well, when you're in a relationship, it's good to ask yourself, is this still serving me? So I saw um, a podcast I listened to. They talked about how sometimes in a relation, in this one person's relationship, she asks, she asks, ah, asks or whatever. She basically asks her husband um, every now and then, like, oh, are you still feeling this? Like, is this marriage still serving you? Are you still like into me, or what can we change? Like a quarterly checkup. And I really, really I, I really fuck with that because I think it's 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 the important questions we need to be asking. But since you're not in a relationship, why do you want to be in one? Or why do you want to be, you know, have a companion? I think that's a very important question to ask yourself, obviously. And sometimes maybe the person you're getting to this with. Because you have to know their motives as well. And that begs the question, like, what is love to you? What is, like... What does it mean to you and how does it make you feel? Like, how do you know when you're ready? And how do you know when to remove yourself? So I think for me, love is comfortable. And it's not stressful. <laughs> and it's not making me removed from myself, but it's making me a lot more than who I used to be. Right? And something very interesting about... Remember the guy I said I had, I had a conversation with the other day? He was talking about his relationship and the one thing that was hindering him was location where she lived like a couple states away and he's here. And I was like, okay, why can't you just move? And he was like, oh, I mean, I mean, that's a fair question, but like, you know, my job and everything, but I could if I wanted to, yeah, yeah. Obviously now, some things just aren't, you can't just really move for someone if you really have a lot of things you're holding down. But in a case where you have the luxury or privilege of, like he said, he said he could if he wanted to, take the leap of faith because why not? And I think there's something else that like, I know love means to me. It's like a very interesting leap of faith and like a very interesting journey because you just never know what you're going to get. And it kind of has to be okay with that. 
I think you have to be okay with knowing that, like, whatever happens, at least I tried. I mean, obviously, it's, like, just even the same with, like, shooting your shot or someone. You kind of just have to go for it because you're never going to know the answer until you ask, basically. So I think removing yourself, I mean, because you're not a tree, you can't move. So in a case where you're in a relationship that's not serving you, you can operate yourself and go. And in the case where you want to be with someone and you know how to get there, why not just try and not be stagnant? Because you know how most times as human beings, when you're in a certain situation and you know how to leave that situation, but because you're too comfortable in where you are right now, you don't go. But you know how to leave. That's very important. It's very paramount to like, just, you know, just thinking about that as well. It's very important to know like, okay, I know when to leave. And I know when to, you know, work this out. And that's not to say because sometimes as well, when you're with someone and you eyeball it and see it's not working out. Sometimes it might not be a message to leave. It could be a redirection. I'm not one to speak. I'm just saying from maybe experience, it depends. It's up to you. Because you might just have falling out of love with someone out of, you know, like say you fell in love with someone in the bookstore and they pick the same book that you were picking or they pick the book that you love, right? And now years down the line, you kind of hate the book now or they did something to make you, to make you hate the book. That might not be a sign to leave the relationship or the marriage. I'm not, I'm not saying that. It might just be a sign to look for something else or some, some other attribute that this person has that make you, you know, invested in them. I don't know if that makes sense. But yeah, I think that's a very important question. What does it mean to you? And what's your interpretation, interpretation of how it affects you? And I think something important I've learned as well is it's so fucking important to show people how you want to be treated. <laughs> and I have two simp stories for you guys because why not? Why not? So I'm someone who... I'm not like a... What's the word? I love outward displays of affection and I love the whole nine yards, right? So I've sent flowers to someone before and I've... Like, I remember talking heavily about, like, the fact that, like... I've never gotten flowers. Even till today, I've never gotten flowers sent to me by someone else. And I was talking about it. It's like, yeah, you know, love to get flowers someday, yada, yada, yada. Till today, I never got those flowers. And in my mind, it's like, huh? Did I need to... Because I feel like that was some way of me showing how I wanted to be treated. Obviously, now, I couldn't really do the whole, oh, can you get me flowers because I've never gotten flowers before. It takes out of the whole, like, mystery and the whole lovey-dovey of it all. Let's be honest, right? It takes, it takes out of the experience. But I did that, and at least now I know that, like, next time, before I even jump into anything, I'm going to say, look, these are the things I like, and I like to be surprised sometimes, but I like to be, bo like, okay, guys, let me tell you something. One thing I really, really would love right now, obviously, maybe not right now, but, like, in the future, if someone bought me, like, all the books on my to-be-read list, like, books I want to read in the future, what? I would faint. That would be, like, a dream come true. If someone could do that for me. Or just maybe not even all the books, that's a bit too much. But I could just go through like my list and you buy five. I would literally fall in love all over again. But basically just teaching and showing people how to love you, how to fuck you, how to talk to you, how to, you know, caress you goes a long way. And I don't want it to be underrated. Or like if you like words of affirmation, let them know that, like, look, I like to be told I'm beautiful 24-7. Or I like to be told how fucking 
good at my strokes are my waist movements is when we're fucking like I like those things it may it boosts my ego because why not I think it's very interesting and it's very important to attribute those things in a relationship and let someone know how you feel about those things and how they help you with where you know whatever the case might be I think it's very important so I think it's very important to talk about it and I was going to give another embarrassing story but I don't know man I feel like I just like open myself way too much and just leave, open myself up for embarrassment. But like, uh, don't want to say it. Fuck it, I'm going to say it. So when I was in high school, I, <laughs> when I was in high school, I, um, if you guys remember, I talked about one of the people I was like, quote unquote, in love with, right? So I had gone for a vacation. And so this person actually, you know, this person had left the school prior because they had to go home for something for a couple of days. And I was going to be leaving for a vacation soon. So I had this diary. Oh my God, this is so embarrassing. This story gets worse, guys. So basically, this is what happened. I, I had a diary and he was gone for like nine days. And I remember writing everything that happened in school for those nine days. Like a full, like if I was at, at, at a job, they would have fucking loved me for that detailed <laughs> assignment. Like, I'm telling you, like, I started from, like, I would, I kept timestamps as well, even before, like, time, I was like, okay, 7 a.m. And because, obviously, in boarding school, this was a little easier to do. So, like, I kept timestamps, 7 a.m., this is what happened at Devotion, this is who sang, this is what we ate, this is what happened when we we're leaving for school, these are the classes we took, and this is what happened in class and everything. I did all that. And I did it, it wasn't even stressing me out because, like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, my God, this is be amazing, so amazing if someone did this for me. And kept, like, a detailed account of, like, everything that happened. And I wrote everything out, and it was so detailed. Like, anyone who read it wouldn't have missed, like, a lick of school. You would think you were there, because it was, like, I promise you, I'm boasting, it was so detailed. I wish I could find that diary. And I remember I left for my trip, and I, obviously, he came back before I did. So I came back from my trip, and, oh, my God. So I came back from my trip, and he had, like, he didn't even acknowledge that I wrote it. He just basically, like, showed the whole class. And it made me feel so sad on the inside. Well, not like the whole... Like, but he showed a lot of people, basically. And it made me feel so weird because they're looking at me with like, why would you even fucking do that? Like, it makes no sense. And he didn't read it. And he just took my kindness for granted. Obviously, now, I'm going to say disclaimer. He didn't ask for that, but you get my point. I was just doing something that I thought would be nice because sometimes you do things that you think if someone does for you, you would love. It just happens. Obviously, and so, most times as well, someone has already told you what they like, so you just do it as a show of love and affection or whatever. But I did these things, and well, here I am. I never, I've never gotten that kind of affection in my life, I don't think. But it's not, I'm, this is not like a sob story. Like, I'm completely okay with that because I've learned my lesson, and I kind of know how to refrain and not give too, too much of myself to something that's not giving me, like, a lick of anything back. So I kind of understand. I, like, I think I understand the game now. So... One thing I do with myself now is like I'm as I'm still trying to grow as a person is like why do I want to be in a you know why do I want to have a companion, and if I have this companion, what does that mean for me moving forward, and like what does love even mean for me right now? I think those are like very three important questions to ask yourself, and it's like even when you're in something, it's like huh, I wonder what are these the things this person can do that will make me fall out of love for them because I've said it before, I think, but like sometimes. Depending on what happens, there are some deal breakers that like are widely known for people in the world that might not be a deal breaker for you or for me, right? So sometimes cheating. So I, I mean, I've, I've accepted a cheater before. 
it wasn't really a big deal for me then. I'm not really as... And, you know, I don't know if because I was insecure, I don't know or it was a breach of trust, but, like, I was like, I mean, it's fine. So maybe if that was a way of my mind telling me you don't really care about this guy enough to care that he's cheating or you just don't give a fuck, I don't know, but I didn't care. So I think there are some things you have to think about as well. Like, if this person does this, how am I going to react and how much should I, like prepare for it or am i prepared to leave if this person does that or should i turn the blind eye there are like so many questions you need to brief yourself on before jumping into something as much as it is fun to go in blind and kind of navigate at the same time i get that as well because that's fucking amazing but these things are important as well and i think we need to ask ourselves these questions before just jumping straight into things you know what i mean but yeah this was fun I feel like I've said everything sensible that I wanted to. And most things that I didn't say, I will probably just say in another episode because, you know, that's what we do around here. But, I, you know, Valentine's Day was last week and I kind of didn't want that, like, pit of distress to be present for some people because maybe they're, like, feeling sad in their relationship or whatever the case might be. Because, look, even, I hate to break it to you, honey, but sometimes, even people in relationships, they're not as hunky-dory as you might think. And some people are doing perfectly fine, and that's amazing. But I think, looking at it from both sides, it's like, us that were like, you know, quote-unquote, alone but not lonely. Let's use that word. We're ha- taking more time to work on ourselves while we're doing fine. And then when we get into a relationship, because let me tell you something, there's like, oh, how many, there's how many people in this world? They're going to find something. It's going to happen. It's inevitable, Right. At least not that you've done so much work, no matter how long that takes, you're going to be ready. And that's okay. And I use that statement because, um, alone but not lonely, because the person I was talking to said he doesn't want to be, like, he's okay being alone, but he doesn't want to be lonely. And I thought that that really hit me so hard. And that made me think, damn, like, that, you know, that's a word. So do with that what you might. Um, I, before I close, <laughs> close, like, it's a fucking meeting. But I was listening to Jay Shetty on um, the Diary of a CEO podcast. It's a very good podcast. You guys should like take a listen if you want. But he was talking about relationships and love and everything. And he said that like, if you look at love as like a flower, sometimes you see a flower and you pluck it. And, you know, you take it on more, it withers or whatever later on. And sometimes you see a flower and you just keep watering it so it flourishes. And that's how you should view a relationship. And do you want to water it or do you want to take the chance and pluck it and see what happens? So I think I was going to try to translate that, but I think it's left to your translation. It's left to your interpretation of how you want to see it and how you ask yourself these questions and how you, you know, how you break down these questions. These are the important things you need to do before then jumping into something because I think these things help and these experiences help and whatever, you know. It's very um, it's very interesting. And it's also funny, well, funny, not funny, haha, but like funny, interesting, how, you know, sometimes we look at people's experiences and try to take a, like, you know, a glimpse of that to see what will happen with us. And sometimes that's not the case. So I remember I've watched tons of videos of like celebrities that like I adore and like just people period about talking about relationships and like how they met and how they work their relationship and all that, right? And something I realized like over the years is all these stories are different for a reason. You can never see someone's story that's the same thing. You can never see someone's like, maybe coming back together story or breaking up so that's, that's, that, that's like the same because everyone's story is different. So say, I don't know, person A and B broke up because person A cheated. Person C and D, they, someone has probably cheated once but they're fine with it but they broke up because someone didn't walk the dog. 
You know what I mean? So I think everyone's interpretation is different and everyone's view is different. And I think that's the beautiful thing about love. What does it mean to you? What would, it, what would happen if this happened? And how would you feel if this happened? You know? And why do you feel this way if this happened? It's like, it's so many questions unanswered, but it's a beautiful thing to explore and just kind of navigate on your own first before joining someone. Anyway, I'm done now because I feel like if I keep going about it, I'm just going I'm to I'm keep spewing rubbish. But um, I really hope I said everything I wanted to say. And if I didn't, that's that's perfectly fine. But thank you so much for clicking on this episode. I hope you guys are well. I hope everyone's doing okay. I've had fun today talking about this. I had a good time. And if you enjoyed this episode, like... Well, not like, sorry. Um, <laughs> wherever you're listening, I guess, rate, um, comment if you can. And if you really want to share with someone who you think might be feeling down about Valentine's Day, even though it's like a week or two weeks over by now, but you know, you get the gist. But yeah, I'm going to go watch Scandal because I just got started Scandal. So I've found a new personality to take over. And um, <laughs> I hope you guys are doing amazing. I hope you have an amazing week or weekend whenever you're listening to these uh, to, to these. This is a sign for me to go because I'm rambling now. But thank you guys so much for listening to everything in 3D. I've been Dummy Diary. Bye-bye.